My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. What's up, everybody? I'm Walker, also known as Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for over 35 years. Each week, we'll discuss a different topic about life as a retail ranger. We hope you enjoy listening. Let's do this. Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Today is uh, March 6, 2022. It's episode 14 of the... uh, Walker Retail Ranger podcast. I'm glad I looked at that because I had written episode 13 on the paper and I had March 6, 2020. Wow. Who going back in time. No, don't yeah. go back. No, no, I'm good. I, I like where I'm at here. So, uh, how you doing, Liz? I'm doing great. Uh, do you notice anything different about me? You're, I can see your face. Oof, sorry that had to happen to you. No, it took 10 years off you. All right, cool. I, uh, I did trim off the old Chewbacca beard. Um, multicolored. Um, I know, I think I did it on Friday. I came home for lunch because I like to freak people out at work from time to time. I came home and I hit it with the old trimmer. Uh, kind of disappointed at how much, uh, the different color spectrum, let's just say, <laughs> that dropped into the sink. Join the club. Uh, man, I am wisdom. I, my beard was wisdom. Um, there was a <laughs> lot of wisdom in there. That's why. That's probably why I wrote episode 13 in 2020 on my little cheat sheet here. Well, you have a nice goatee. Now. All right. Thank you. I, I appreciate very that. Very trim. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty excited. So, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you what was for dinner this evening. I know something smells good down there. We're having baby back ribs. Baby back ribs. I'm not going to do the, don't do it. <laughs> I know it's tempting. Be, be, I, I'm not going to do it. So, uh, <laughs> we're having baby back ribs. Yes. And what else? What do you have with that? Scalloped potatoes. Ooh. Are they the ones you made the other night? Yes. Holy smokes. Well, I'm going to heat them back up with cheese on them this time. Of course you are. And you, probably you, bacon. You can't go. Really? <laughs> you're losing weight on your thing and you're pounding me with cheese and bacon on top of potatoes. <laughs> Portions. Yeah, but it's hard. What I did know. you do differently with these scalloped potatoes this time? They, they just seem super creamy. I didn't put cheese. Is that there. what it was? I ate scalloped potatoes without cheese. Well, I, I put like the smallest amount of Parmesan in there, but just okay. enough to give it a twang. Yeah, but usually you add the... And well, you know, I, I made my roux a little um, thinner this time, too. I like I think that. last time I did it too thick. I, I agree. I 100% concur. I don't know what any of that means, but they were good. <laughs> uh, you also, uh, you made some strawberry shortcake this week that we ate. Correct. And uh, I know you used Sara Lee Pound Cake. Yes. Not a sponsor, but okay with it. And you eviscerated the strawberries well macerated oh with sugar and wait it doesn't eviscerated mean something bad i don't know to I be honest like, okay. i think it's when you gut something so you, you didn't really gut them per se no you, you just cut off the tops and cut them in half you yes. macerated and put sugar on oh them. yeah that's the macerating part <laughs> is, is adding the sugar yeah and you just let them sit you know, in the refrigerator and they get that red syrup. Mm. Oh, that is the best. And then that soaks into the pound cake. And you made a homemade uh, whipped cream for it, correct? Right, right. What did you do? You do something different with your... Well, instead of using just regular granulated sugar, I use confectioner sugar. Okay. 
for Why? this sweetener because it helps stabilize it because it has cornstarch in it. You know, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. as I was sitting there grubbing down on this bowl, just full of greatness, I was like, man, <laughs> this is very stable. And, and that, that's how I judge how good desserts are, the stability of them. I don't know what that means either. I guess that means that it's not as floppy, right? Yeah, it doesn't get runny. Okay. Like in the refrigerator, you know, you're going to have some leftover. Well, then I completely give you props on the stability and deliciousness well, of that homemade whipped topping. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm sure everybody's curious. My DMB trip went very well. Um, I had the paperwork ready, the correct one. Uh, get there, and I am second in line. I'm thinking, all right, I'm good to go. Jinxed myself. Took about 20 minutes. Do, do I hear a dog outside barking? I do hear dogs. Well, it's nice. Uh, I will mention that it's about 80 degrees right now it's today awesome. here in Central Virginia. I got the window cracked open. So got my shorts on. Nature might be. Ooh, hey now. Uh, <laughs> na- nature might be popping through the window every once in a while, and I'm okay with it. Uh, so DMV got the trailer registered. I did wait for 20 minutes. Um, walked out of there a lot poorer, but I my trailer is legal now. So that that's a win. Yay. So last week we talked about McDonald's and my disappointment with the uh, the size, right? Yes. Of the well, Roddy's about it was to start quarter barking. pounder. He's, he's going to answer the call of the wild. Yeah. Jack London. He's taking a nap. Okay, good. So I read an article about uh, McDonald's Coke being better tasting than their competition. Do you know why that is? Why? Apparently, they most fast food restaurants get their Coke syrup or soda syrups in plastic bags, and they kind of hang them, hook them up in okay. a machine or whatever. Well, Coke or uh, McDonald's still does it the old school way. They come in these big steel vats, kind of like kegs, kind of. Okay. Like pressurized things. Uh, that's where their syrup comes in, and they keep them cold, and apparently that's that's key. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because a lot of the other restaurants, like what their machines, they rely on their machines to cool the syrup down when it's making the Coke, but this, like, it's already pre-cooled. It's in that pressurized container. McDonald's Coke is better, and that's why. So and, you know, I learned on Food Network, because I'm a big Food Network yes, person. Yes, you are. That um, you should keep your um, pancake syrup, maple syrup, in the refrigerator. Why is that? Because it keeps it fresher longer. Because um, remember when I was getting that pancake syrup out of the cabinet? Yes. I had a little issue. That's true. It kind of was and crystallizing. And I had to or throw something. it away. No, it actually molds. Well, you know what? That makes sense, though. Where's most maple syrup grown? Canada. Like up north, the, right? Yeah. Colder climates. <laughs> Huh. So it stays in the refrigerator now. Of course, I had to throw that out. But it makes sense that they would keep it in the refrigerator. It keeps hmm. it fresher. Well, that's, that's that's wild. I didn't even think about that with the uh, maple syrup. I mean, thing. I imagine it would help. Well, don't you? We're not the experts. Nope, no. Nope. We're just just talking about reality. So uh, this is March. Saint Patty's Saint Patty's Day is happening here, March seventeenth. Did I say Saint Patty's? <laughs> yes. All right. We'll clean up right now. Saint Patty's Day is coming. Um. One of my favorite Irish songs of all time uh, celebrates its 30th anniversary this year. And I'm going to play one note of that song, Liz, and I guarantee you, you will recognize it. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. All right, be prepared, because you're not going to be able to resist. Can you name that song, Liz? I don't know the name of the song, okay. but I know that's the one I play my imaginary flute. Yes, you do. You're right in time with, with the band, which is amazing. Um, whenever I hear that song, I immediately, my, my body starts getting ready for the head bob. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I've been listening to that song for 30 years. And it's Irish because the band House of Pain uh, 
Irish guys. Okay. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say it's necessarily an Irish song, right, per se, right. but uh, it's a huge song at like sporting events. It's pretty magical to see like at football stadiums. I, I forgot what college it is that does it, but they play that song and the the whole thing starts. The whole stadium starts jumping up, <laughs> jump up, jump up, and get down. You're welcome. <laughs> so I thought that was just cool. It's it's thirty years of uh, of that song. It's thirty Gosh. years old. Yeah, that's scary. And, and I challenge anybody listening to this: if you put that song on after this podcast and you listen to it, try not to move. Try not to move your body. <laughs> it's hard. It, it's hard. Um, speaking of thirty-year anniversaries and anniversary gifts, uh, I thought of a a great segue. Uh, perfectly soy candles. They are a uh, a local here to Central Virginia company that literally makes these candles. She makes them in her house. Yes. Uh, full disclosure, she's our niece. Right. Uh, she's been doing it for a couple of years. Um, these things are high quality candles. She hasn't asked me to do this, by the way. I, I'll tell you why in a minute, why I'm bringing this up. But last year we got gingerbread. Mm, my favorite. That was the most amazing smelling candle that ever existed. And she makes them with soy so they don't have that uh, sooty they residue. They smoke up a lot. Yeah. Uh, she also makes wax melts that seem mm-hmm. to last for eternities. They do. Um, I don't know how you make money making wax melts because the stuff just sits there and melts and then it solidifies. I don't know about science. I, I've gone through a lot. Have you? Yeah. All right. Maybe I just don't pay attention. But they smell <laughs> but they amazing. Do, they do burn slowly. Well, and that comes up because she has a pretty strong Instagram game. Uh, Perfectly Soy Candles. And she has uh, a website called PerfectlySoyCandles.com. But we recently had... Uh, our oldest is making is in charge of our Instagram account. So if there's anything wrong with it, blame it on her. <laughs> but um, we don't have time to mess around with that stuff. And she set up the the Walker Retail Ranger uh, Instagram thing. So I was scrolling through that the other day, and I saw uh, perfectly soy candles. I was like, oh man, she has little videos on there. Shows you how she's pouring them and, and making them and all that, and adding the wicks and yeah, it's in fast motion. It's, it is, it's and she great. has music in it. It's pretty cool. So just a shout out to. Uh, Perfectly soiled candles. Yes. Good, high-quality product. Christine. Yes. Um, and also going through Instagram, I wanted to bring up that so far we have won two iPhones. And uh, before you get too excited, I'm saving up till we get about 30. Um, on the comments, apparently some dude, if I click on this link, I get a free iPhone 13. Is that a, a thing? Oh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out here shortly. Oof. I'm just kidding. I know it's a scam, but... It was making me feel good for a minute there. Uh, do not click on those links, folks. Um, so March is also frozen food month, and I'm going to knock out a few stats there okay. because frozen food has come a long way in the last couple of years. Um, the average American eats a lot of frozen food. That's all I got. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so no, about $49 billion spent annually on frozen foods. Gosh, now, that's a lot. 99% of consumers buy frozen foods. Um, where's the other thing here? So they have a little myth and fact section. I believe this is the Frozen Foods Association of America or something. I don't know. Okay. It's somebody that's in charge of that stuff. So there's a couple of myths here and some facts. And of course they're gonna they're gonna be on the side of frozen food, I'm thinking. What do you think? Well, I would think so, but I would assume it's accurate. Yeah, I would too. So one of the myths is that fresh produce is the best way to eat farm to table. And their fact is that produce picked at the height of ripeness and then flash frozen. Flash frozen locks in flavor and nutrition, whereas fresh produce can take weeks to travel from farm to store. That's very true. And it makes sense. Right. 
I mean, we, we talked about it in the iceberg lettuce episode where iceberg got its name from being stored in ice trucks right. from coast to coast. So it'd be the same thing. So I guess frozen peaches, if they're, um, well, fresh peaches, if they're frozen in the field and then brought to the store, I mean, that's, that's probably the peak of ripeness versus the whole ripening process happening on its journey across the, the coast. So I thought that was kind of neat. And then there's another myth that frozen foods have a lot of preservatives, which it says here that freezing is actually the best known method of preserving food. Oh, that's good to know. Well, think about it. When we buy our meat from the store, we don't wrap it up in salt and then stick it out in the shed <laughs> no. to cure, right? We, if we don't need it, we slap it in what? The freezer. Right. And, and most of the times the packaging that it's in, especially if it's the cryovac stuff, you can pop it right in the freezer. There's no prep involved at all. We'll talk about cryovac in another episode because that is kind of a newer technology that's pretty important. Uh, there was one other thing here. It says that you can't eat frozen foods if you're dieting. That's a myth. I haven't heard that. What? Have you heard that? No. But in, their fact, their rebuttal is that uh, frozen produce allows access to nutritious produce year-round. Okay. All right, that's not, that's not inaccurate. So that's good. Um, one other little nugget about frozen foods um, that they put on here is that 40% of all food in the United States does not get eaten. That's scary. That's a lot of wasted food. I guess from spoilage, you know, if you're using fresh food, it tends to have a, a spoilage time at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. They say that up to 2200 bucks a year worth of uneaten food is thrown away from the average family of four. Wow, that's crazy. That's a lot of waste. Um, that equates to about 133 billion pounds of food every year, 300 pounds per person of food wasted. A year? Yeah. So that's why they're they're pushing the, the frozen food thing because obviously it's got a longer shelf life and it's going to last and you're going to have a lot less waste. So they got some pretty good points with that. Yes. So I will say, don't forget, folks, you got food pantries out there. Um, that's why canned goods and most of them do have accessibility to frozen food freezers. Oh. So you okay. can donate frozen foods to them as long as you get them in a safe get them to their get them to them in a safe manner because um, they don't want to refreeze it. But, no. But a lot of folks, or a lot of Frozen food places. And I guess I would check, make sure your food pantry has freezers and stuff like that. You know, well, I've heard um, where some companies send milk or they donate milk. Right. So I would assume they have well, I would, coolers. Yeah, I, they do. They have, they have. I know a lot of them have coolers and freezers, but I would just make sure that they have room for it in the okay. freezer. Because the last thing you want to do is try to help out and end up creating more waste too. So. <laughs> Support your local food pantries, folks, now more than ever, especially with the price of gas. Yikes. We have hit the big four bucks here in our little town, and that's that's kind of scary. So money is tight when it comes to gas, so there might be more folks leaning on the food pantries. So if you can do anything, um, maybe even, even if you're going through your pantry and there might be things in there that you don't necessarily eat. Yeah, you know, yams. Aunt, Aunt Edna brought you <laughs> kidney beans from... I don't know, 40 years ago. No, I'm just kidding. You don't want to give <laughs> no, outdated nothing, stuff. Nothing outdated. No, but I mean, if you got stuff you know you're not going to eat in the near future, help out your neighbors. Just donate to the local food pantry. So, I hate to cut it short here, folks, but we have a emergency conference call at 3.30 on a Sunday afternoon. Oof. That's part of being a retail ranger, folks. We're on. On call. 24/7. On call, 24-7. Here for you. So, hopefully that's not anything majorly disturbing, but... I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's going to bode well if it's at 3.30 <laughs> on a Sunday. It's kind of funky. Well, hopefully so, it's good news. Well, well, we'll appreciate the 80-degree weather. I will take the conference call outside with my little earbuds. Okay. 
I might be having a golden beverage. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, thank you for joining me today, Liz. You got anything else you want to add? No, sir. All right, well, I appreciate you being with me as usual. And uh, we'll catch everybody on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Hey, Retail Rangers, don't forget to check out walkerretailranger.com. Could be how you found this podcast, but there's an About Us uh, link on there that you can ask questions or submit some topics for future podcasts if you'd like. Um, I'm pretty new to this building a website thing. I'm kind of learning as I go. I'm a retail ranger, not an IT guy, Um, but so far the analytics are showing that I'm pretty big in Belgium. Just saying. WalkerRetailRanger.com Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.